And we're back. We are back. We're back. With Matt. <laughs> with Matt. <laughs> That's good. That was good. That was good, man. Yeah. Matt Matt Parker, Max, Max Taylor. Sorry, stumbled. Literally um, everybody does that. Huh? Everyone no, does nobody, that? Nobody gets my name right. It's so funny. It's Matt like, Parker, Max Taylor? Yeah. I mean, I just got it right. Thank you. I thought you. your name was Jim. <laughs> Okay. That's too much. That is the worst. Don't you are too much for my brain. Confusing him. I am a simple, simple, simple man. You know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Matt's back. I reached out to you uh, last week, and I was like, you know what? Fucking, I, I mean, a, you know, we're kind of breaking COVID rules right now, which not very upset about because I want to see people that I love, and uh, I think that goes <clears throat> hand in hand for John and and Matt as well. I think uh, so. COVID restrictions can bite the big one on this one, um, but uh, we love you. Love Glad you. to have you back. Thanks for having me. I mean, I've been listening to the podcast regularly as well, and thinking like I'd really like to come back on anyways. And then you messaged me, and I was like, "You fucking you you had the topic this week." Normally, John and I bounce back and forth between us having topics. I got nothing this week. Yeah, John, John was like, sick, you just... Nothing. Matt's gonna make this happen, and all we have to do is <laughs> go feelings, no facts. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you uh, why don't you let everybody know what, what you messaged me and what you were thinking about. Yeah, so I've been uh, working with my therapist a lot lately with uh, some of my past traumas, and I've just been talking a lot about um, you know previous generations and how they leave things for us and kind of what I want to do personally, you know, working with my therapist and stuff like that to change uh, for, you know, the, the, the next generation um, about myself to like to, to pass on to them. Uh, and I just realized that it's been super apparent in my personal life as well as my professional life. So I wanted to talk about that. Hmm. So what, what, is it, what is it that you're... They concern certainly, you know, without going too deep into a, a, a whole fresh new therapy session, because some, <laughs> some of us still have to do therapy later today. Um, I had it earlier. This today, guy. So. You had it earlier today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Um, so without going too, too deep into it, is there, is that, is, is your focus more on the professional life or certainly, I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's unreasonable to say but the, most of our time working in kitchens we're in certainly in professional kitchens we spend more time in the kitchen than we do at home mm-hmm. yeah. and typically the time we spend at home is just to like breathe reset so that we can go back and do it again so it is the main focus right now certainly because you don't have kids you you just have uh the fiance marla shout mm-hmm. out to marla number one fan <laughs> um sorry second biggest fan Taya's self-proclaimed but um <laughs> is it is it something that that you're thinking more professionally right now or for your future children it's it's something that i've noticed recently dealing with you know trauma with my father and uh just noticed that it has a lot of dichotomies with um workplace trauma and things that I've gone through in the kitchen Mm. and I find that I react in a very similar way Uh, I try to compartmentalize things and it's you know you know it's healthy maybe it's not healthy but the thing is right now I'm trying to work on it about the stuff with my father and it just brought up a lot of stuff being like and my therapist was telling me she's like you know (laughs) she's like we haven't even gotten into your workplace trauma yet but like it's interesting the dichotomy between the two it's like so similar about like you know um just a, like yelling or just like getting screamed at or whatever or you know physical abuse whatever it may be but it's just interesting to see that I picked a career that was so similar to my upbringing <laughs> is <laughs> you know it I mean? is it <clears throat> I mean it's almost not even shocking right because mm. because we gravitate back towards I'm sure your therapist has said this and this is certainly a well-known thing but we gravitate back towards things that are traumatizing mm-hmm. um you know, maybe that's why all my relationships suck, but... <laughs> Here we go. Um, now let's make it about me. No. Um, <laughs> about kidding, kidding. Um, huh. That's really interesting. So what... And what What in that makes you... Makes you thirst... Certainly certainly you're someone who has started to, to look introspectively and see what you can change about yourself and what you... you no doubt like about yourself and what mm-hmm. you're like oh fuck man i need to step my shit up in that arena mm-hmm. so is it like 
is this is this certainly it has to start with more of a focused just on you and what you can change in your immediate surrounding but mm-hmm. is there a hope that that maybe you'll be able to impact um you know let's say the owner of the restaurant or or your fiance or something like that mm-hmm. given given time and understanding of how those things affect you is that something you're looking for to 100 percent. i mean i think uh you know, looking towards my traumas and stuff like that, things that I've gone through and things that I'm working on now, it really shows, um, it, it just shows me how badly I want to be different than the person that came mm. before me. Um, you know, for example, for my father, the way that he would deal with me was not necessarily the way that I want to deal with my children. And a lot of things that he did <clears throat> are things that I would never think should be done to a child kind of thing mm. and it's just it's but one of those but but they were likely indicatively passed on through exactly his dad, so right? i think it's a lot of that stuff about like trying to understand him as a person and understand that he's just a scared little kid boy you know at the end of the day and he's doing it because you know maybe he didn't have the wherewithal maybe he didn't have the uh, strength or whatever it may be i don't know what to call it but to to Tools. kind of yeah to yeah. to change himself for the next generation and it's just become so much more apparent to me because now that I'm a chef of a restaurant and I have to teach somebody else and it's uh, you know my responsibility to carry on the tradition of these things that it's been taught to me and, and in some cases are things that are like been passed down for like 250 years like this Japanese cuisine right it's mm-hmm. it's super important to me that I mm-hmm. pass that on to somebody but I it's super important it's in even, a constructive way it, yeah it's even more important to me that it is done in a way that um, inspires like a little bit more greatness rather than inspires a little bit more fear yeah I know you said you didn't want to well um, Tomas suggested that we not get too deep into it but I think sort of um, outlining mostly because we don't know our price for a therapy session yet so (laughs) we're going to figure that out and then we'll start our own Patreon and you know people can anyways I'm just here to collect all of your your (laughs) you have to pay us to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, and people will pay for for a subscription, it'd yeah. be fucking hilarious. So, you, you said at the beginning um, uh, that uh, there's this thing, this world that's been been left for us, or that's been left mm-hmm. for you. Uh, what, like, what does that mean to you? What is what is that thing that you're talking about? The, the, I mean, I can guess it's probably uh, in 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 kitchens, really, uh, kind of unhealthy work environments that have been passed down and and through trauma right uh, you know the, the the chances of of a chef being violent unfair mm. and um you know aggressive with their staff which is super common unfortunately uh the, the chance of that happening is really high when the chef was treated that way when they were younger exactly. right uh, so is that is is that like exactly what you're talking about or is are yeah there i other mean things that are that are important as well in... yeah i think that's the definitely the culture is a huge thing and just just how people are talked to and how it's just become normalized um yeah i just for me i think i just want to try really hard as a chef now that i am a chef right to be better than that you know because it shouldn't happen yeah (laughs) but yeah that's definitely part of it for sure yeah yeah what if i mean do you do you hold i mean certainly i mean i i i find this Myself doing this sometimes where, where I'll hold a little bit too much resentment towards the previous generation where I'm like, yeah, but they could have just, but it's also like, they could have just done this, this, and this. Whereas, you know, maybe people in our generation, because of the internet and the amount of open communication that there is throughout the internet, and albeit some good, a lot bad, but, um, you know, now these these situations like the screaming and the fucking yelling and the like, when we were both super green, you know, without naming too many names, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I feel right like with you. anybody who <laughs> has listened to the podcast enough probably understands that I used to work at Grace, and that's where we met, and um, and that environment was uh, very akin to the one that both you and I are not trying to perpetuate. Isn't it mm-hmm. funny that the name of that place is Grace? Grace? Yeah. <laughs> this is the owner's I think, grandmother's name. I think it was named after a person, but yeah. thanks yeah. for fucking that up, John. <laughs> um, 
I'm just kidding. We're just kidding. Smoke a cigarette. You got darts? We a second dart I smoked this week. Um... Darts. Well, for, for anybody listening outside of Toronto, a dart is a cigarette. <laughs> I mean, outside of Canada, darts are darts are pretty universal darts are darts, Canadian yeah. term, I think. But um, no, I mean the certainly the kitchen that we were raised in was not. They were not trying to change that. Maybe we didn't make it very easy for the change because we yeah. were as young as we were and as inexperienced and as silly, shall we say, as we were at the time. Um, but like, hmm. For me, I think I've had I've had multiple bosses in my life, and I've had really good ones, and I've had really bad ones. Yeah. And a couple of the really good ones are the reason why I want to be better, because those good ones were better. Care like shut you know. Care to shut them up. Yeah, Jacob Sharkey Pierce, one of the most amazing people I've ever worked for. Um, just a, a great human. You know, I consider him one of my best friends. I consider him, like, almost my father at this point. Mm. Um, I'm super close with his kids and his family. He, you know, what he used to do with me, and I, I worked with him a little bit after I worked with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my kind of next stepping stone in my career, and I was still very green. I still did not know a lot. And he was very patient with me. And so what he did was, rather than, like, scream and yell and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Are you fucking stupid? And just, like, berate you. He, you know, I would come in and say something wasn't wrapped or I forgot to label something or something like that. He'd be like, <clears throat> he'd in, be in before me and he'd be like looking through my station and he'd like pull it out. He's like, what's going on with this? And he wouldn't yell. He wouldn't scream. He'd just be like, you know better than this. And to me, that... He'd just kind of push it towards him. Yeah, he'd be like, you you know better than this. Why, why do I have to do this? Why are you making me go through your fridge and like now you like, you know better than this. Mm. He's like, I know you know better than this. So that, to me, hit home so much more, and it made it so that I always labeled my shit, and I always made sure it was okay. Because mm-hmm. when somebody yells at you, or somebody screams at you, you just kind of turn off, right? You're just like, yeah, we chef, yeah, okay. And you just turn off, and then you just wait until it's over, and then you get it done. And then, and you, just, and then you just internalize everything, and yeah. then you just... Which is, yeah, obviously, they, we don't have to explain yourself. to people why that's super unhealthy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, for me... The way, I guess, the way I react to that sort of training is, is, is a little bit better, where it's somebody um, inspires you to be a little bit more uh, critical of yourself and what's around you, um, rather than just kind of screaming at you and expecting perfection every time. Hmm. And chefs, managers in general, right, because this happens in other industries as well. It's really bad in kitchens especially, but, you know, I'm sure there's other people that can relate that aren't, aren't in, in the, the restaurant industry. You know, pe- managers yell because, or they... they belittle you or they get angry because they want you to uh to remember they don't want you to make that same mistake again but the problem is just like you said you know when Neg- you shut negative down reinforcement is just like it mm-hmm. the 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 thing you never forget and and it's the the proof is in the pudding now because this is the first example you brought up you remembered it because mm-hmm. he was different and he said hey yeah. you know, come on like you know yeah. better than this just do it right and yeah yeah. Can you like? We should we should say, or maybe, uh, I'll I'll put my little two cents in here. Is <laughs> that like I don't, I don't harbor any. I, I do my best not to harbor any ill will to those chefs that that behave that way. I think because, like John said before, they didn't have the tools, or maybe they didn't choose yeah, totally. to operate with a mind that was. You know, they were they were worried about creativity or budgets or things mm-hmm. like that, and they just didn't want to add another layer or didn't know to add another layer because it hadn't been yeah. expressed to them in a way that could be yeah anything different. Totally. And it's not you know, and that's not to knock people like I I know if, uh you know probably half the people I've worked for that were yellers and the other half were like, come on man, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and it's not to condemn them, and it's not an excuse either. No. Yeah. It's just the way it is. You know, they... and yeah, like I'm not saying, yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to condemn them, but also at the same time, you know, I do have the tools, and I can make right. that mm-hmm. distinction, and I can choose to be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like I wouldn't. You, there's some things I would trade for, <laughs> trade, uh, trade in for my experiences in a kitchen and stuff like that. But I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm here today, and I'm still in love with food and stuff like that, and I love my job, so. Mm-hmm. I did get through it and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's like a horrible thing and nobody should do it, but just for me, I want to be better than the people before me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. <clears throat> to play devil's advocate. Classic. 
every, you know, <laughs> every as he rubs his hands here, like yeah, every generation always has the same complaint about mm-hmm. the previous generation. Totally, yeah. They're our children stuck in their say ways. the same thing about us. Uh, they, yeah. you know, they culinary like good people you're teaching yeah. culinary kids or right. legitimate kids. Yeah, and and they always have the same feedback. You know, we're always saying the same thing about the previous generation. The previous generation is always saying, "Yeah, the new generation is lazy." Fucking they don't boomers, work. man. Fucking boomers. They don't work like they used to, and you know, kids these days. So, that's always that's been like that for thousands of years, right? Yeah. So, the previous generation did make positive change. Mm-hmm. Some amount of positive change they did. Uh, you know, if you look at how kitchens were a hundred years ago, it was worse than they were fifty years ago, right? So positive change has all been the made. Have electricity now. Right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so that was a fantastic point. That was the best point. Damn, folks, I'm fucking out. I'm gonna go. Kitchens are better now. Call my mom and tell her I love her. <laughs> so you. you there's been positive change that's, you know, improvement has been made, but obviously it's still not enough. The the tricky thing, and we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts as well, you and I, Tomas, um, mm-hmm. making that same stride is inevitable. You will be better, no matter what, mm. whether you want to or not, if you are totally... Uh, what's the opposite of being mindful? Mindless. If yeah. you're if you're totally just uh, uh, doing exactly what your mentors did to you, you'll probably end up making the kitchen a slightly better place, mm-hmm. just because you're a new generation. Yeah. But anyways, you know, everybody's uh, improving. The the industry is improving, but it's not going to be enough. The the next generation yeah. is still going to look back at you and say, you know, well, you should have done this, this, and this. Right, it's like, right? bitch, maybe I didn't see that at the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So how do we how do we make how do we not get stuck in that? Um, it's kind of like a, one of those you know uh, carny mirrors where oh, <laughs> like warps yeah, yeah, the image of yourself. Yeah. You know you you have a distorted image of the past, and then yeah. the future will have a, a distorted image of you. Um, I mean, even people in the present have a distorted image of how much they're helping or how much they're right, hurting, right? Right, right, mm. and that's that's what humans are, right? And there's there's no way to find out until we get that hindsight lens. Yeah, like literally in twenty years. We're going to look back and be like, oh, we probably should have done that. Totally. We probably should have pushed a little further in that direction. But, I mean, hmm. The way I try and think about it is, like, compare it to other industries, which I don't know if it's a great way or not a great way to do it. But if you look at the restaurant industry, it's always been lagging behind, uh, let's say, finance, tech. You know, you, you work in an office building, you have HR departments, you've what, got... What, kitchens aren't <laughs> PC enough for you, John? Jesus Christ. You <laughs> want you want to start cancelling words we can't say in a fucking restaurant? But you see, what if they told us we couldn't swear? Like, are you going to go to work? This is. I'm not going to go to work. This is part if I of can't the fucking swear, like, that's ridiculous. This is the, and it's, it's beautiful that the kitchen is the last refuge for people who, you know... You can't work <laughs> in, in an of office misfits, building yeah. with uh, with HR departments and uh, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely one of the last but places you know, that that will tolerate it as much yeah. as it does. I'll, but, I'll give you that. Right, you right. That. <laughs> so it's it's great that there's that last refuge, but also I think that there there is necessary change that has to happen, and I think if kitchens become more uh, uh, PC, like for instance, me personally, I would give up swearing if, if somebody told me I wasn't allowed, let's say they're hiring for a job, right? New restaurant, the, the, uh, the heaven of kitchens. They're saying, okay, guys, we're hiring. We have the best kitchen in the world. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're going to work for eight hours a day. It's going to be meaningful work that you care about. Uh, everybody, one hour lunch break. Yeah. You get a one hour lunch break. (laughs) Right. I roll my eyes and imagine the person laughing. It's like, I, I, Jesus, I, I'm not a little joke. I was talking to a friend about this the other day, but I, I'll continue on with my point first. Uh, I would give up, no problem, and, and I know this sounds... You'd give up certain words. This sounds like the stupidest thing in the world, because like obviously... Anyways. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, ooh, slippery slope. We're going to be in communist Russia if we stop swearing. <laughs> I was more thinking China. China seems a little more prosperous. So um, yeah. Be in communist China. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, anyways. anywhere's better than America today, so... <laughs> Uh, I I can't with you two bastards. Here, I can't get a fucking word out. It's more him. I'm just laughing. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that's the fun part. So, 
I would, I would give up. I, would give I love up democracy in Canada. I vote all that jazz. I would give up. You know, if if it became unacceptable for me to be not clean shaven at work, that would be fine. If I had to not swear, that would be fine. Um, you know, um, I think I could even perhaps give up physically assaulting people if if I if you know it, if it was really worth it. This is a joke. Physically <laughs> assaulted <laughs> somebody in a Japanese kitchen. Uh, uh, no, I've never. I've never do that as a white man. Is a straight white cis male? No, you're you're actually not allowed. No matter what you are, you're actually not allowed to physically assault anybody anytime. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this may come as a shock to all of us. Yeah. So you know, like, I, and this probably sounds really dumb to everybody who doesn't work in the restaurant industry, where they're like, "Yeah, I mean, of course you would fucking. All you have to do is not swear, you idiot." Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like people, people in the restaurant industry really take it, uh, and I think you certainly do. It's, it's, it's a point of, um, it's a, it's, it's the last frontier. Yeah. The the final frontier of, uh, the the last refuge for, for cursing in a restaurant. I mean, maybe maybe not cursing, but But like being able to express one's mind. Just being, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I, but I, I think you can express your mind very well without swearing. I would also make that argument. That yeah, swearing I, and yeah, for sure. They're they're not they're not necessarily synonymous, but it's like I think that hmm, I mean, there's definitely a group of people that um, that would look at swearing and say that it's you know you 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 could use other words. You could you could I mean we're saying swearing here. Obviously, that's just because we're kind of continuing the point. But it's like it doesn't have to just be swearing. It could be um, or like, or maybe maybe it's just because because uh, you and I are so open with what we talk about and how we discuss things. But I forget, honestly, I'm I'm probably the one out of the three of us that gets in the most trouble for bringing up a certain concept or a certain idea at work. Because John, there's no fucking way you're gonna bring up half the shit we talk about on this podcast <laughs> at your job. Well, I, I mean, curr- currently you yeah. work for yourself and you make bentos and stuff, so it's not really yeah. I'm just talking to myself like yeah. a maniac. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay, but like Matt, you're you're not gonna, you're not gonna bring it up to the owner of the restaurant or your or the 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 server that's on duty or your other your your cook your employee. You're not gonna bring up something that's like so out to lunch of a concept or an idea. You're, you're like, no, you, you keep it keep it business. I will. I'll go. I'll yeah. go. I'll go into the murky waters. Do. I don't care because yeah. it's like otherwise. What are we doing here? We're just going to keep going to, okay, yep, I watched this movie. It's like, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care about what movie you watched. No offense. but And I, I don't mean to say that in a mean way because some of my coworkers do listen to this. But, <laughs> uh, or at least they've if, listened to a couple Tomas in the past. If asks but, you what kind of movies you like, he fucking hates you. Yeah. No, that's not true. That's not true. Sometimes I, I do it uh, just to fuck with people. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's me and my thought process at work half the time anyways because it's so mundane and it's so we've done this before and we're going right. to do it again and we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again so it's like you just you need something to change the pace and for me just to start talking about cancel culture or things that don't necessarily apply to kitchens I think shocks people that work in kitchens all the time mm-hmm. so it's like or or like when uh, you and I have had conversations off mic where before where it's like you know, we talk about certain words that you don't want me to say anymore or, like, certain words that make you feel uncomfortable. And it's like, for the record, I'm just going to say them more now. But it's because it's... It, it, and it's not just to, like, desensitize you to it or or make you not think about it or appreciate right. it, but it's more just like, hey, man, like, we just... It's okay to think shit that's different. Yeah, it's, I, no, I guess I, I guess to, to go with the whole PC status quo culture of like office culture stuff like we're saying this is kind of kitchens are like the last kind of piece maybe like uh, maybe like comedians are other ones that that can kind of say and do things but that's because they're trying to mask it with a joke mm-hmm. um, or trying or succeeding or whatever and maybe kitchens aren't nearly as jokey as as, as a comedy club would be. But it doesn't mean that we can't explore these different concepts that don't apply to our industry. Or maybe they do, but so loosely that most people aren't going to think about them. They're kind of like these fringe ideas. And I'm not saying we need to broadcast fringe mentalities because Lord knows then we'd end up turning into this like me 
people thinking that I'm some like fucking far right asshole and you're like this far left crazy person and somehow we talk to each other. But it's like, you know what I mean? But I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm extrapolating a little too far for my own good right now, but I think it's important to feel uncomfortable. Totally. And if I'm the person making someone uncomfortable, I'm okay with that. So I think that's also a double-edged sword if we get back to the the original point of like trying to change what has been yeah. done in the past. Good thing somebody's paying attention. Is that, you know, like, yeah, sure. Like, for sure, uh, you know, kitchens are the last frontier, but also there's, like, things that happen in kitchens that just shouldn't happen, you know, like sexual yeah. harassment and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Right? No doubt. So, you know, changing it for the better is, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, it is happening mm-hmm. slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Not fast enough, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's inevitable, but also at the same time, I think, as John said earlier, we should try to make the effort because if we're we not, make if we're just on autopilot and it's not going to, yeah, the, the, cause we're in a, we're in a river, right? There's the pace of the current that's like, mm. the progress is inevitable. We will, you know, the government will, will help us, uh, you know, put in place new systems, people, just the fact that we're hiring a younger generation, they, they will help make change in in our lives but um yes it's not going to be enough if to 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 really do something meaningful it's going to take really conscious work and i think that's what you're talking about right is is making those changes and i think also just drawing it back to like also like the original do, and, point as and well. doing it with intent like yeah. you're 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 actively intent. pushing that's the only way towards totally. it yeah. i mean like that's i mean that's a pretty overarching uh, theme of most of our conversations, which mm. is like you're doing, you're acting with intent, and it might be wrong in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is can loop back to like you know, in ten or twenty years, cooks are gonna be like, well, that generation should have done this. It's like, totally. well, fucking yeah, man. But like, but at least we tried. Yeah, at least we were moving in a direction that we felt was productive. Yeah, and then so to bring it back to that point as well is like this. This is becoming more and more apparent, and through my therapy as well, it's just you know how I want to be different from my father as as a as a father for your for my future children, children you know. Because we were just actually Marla had her uh, niece over last night, and we were hanging out with the baby so you know, overnight. Cute. I saw her Instagram story. And uh, yeah, it was really nice to like hold a baby so that's chubby. like teething, and she's like crying, bawling her eyes out, and then all of a sudden I like just like holding her, and then she just stops crying. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's really humbling. No, it's super humbling, right? It's just like, this kid is like freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on. She's like the worst pain she's ever experienced. She's like, I don't know, I was just crying. And, you know, just like comforting that person, right? So just trying to be, uh, you know, different from the generation before me, uh, as far as kitchens is concerned professionally. But then I also realizing more and more that I want to be different than my father was to me. Of course. For my future children, which is... I shouldn't, I shouldn't say of course, but that's that's it's incredibly admirable to to notice that and to to push for it. Good on you, man. Thank you. Fucking yeah. Well, I'll hug. Well, I'll hug after. There's one big hug around the mic. Kiss on the cheek. Yeah, I do that. Spanish. I'm too. I I grew up. I grew up hugging and kissing people too much. Like I I bust my niece's balls when I drop her off for school. I'm just like okay, give that's me a hug. That's the and, sentence right there. Give me give me a hug and a kiss. <laughs> Bust my niece's balls. Um, she's three, but I'm like in this. In, Everybody, in this, in this family, no, but in, 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 in my family, we hug, we kiss, and we like, you know, I'm not kiss her on the lips, but it's like, you know, we Wait, hug and we kiss on the chips and uh, on the on the cheeks. Sorry, on the chips. Um, oh, <laughs> kiss on the chips. Kiss on the chips. Let me know what that means. That's. You definitely go to HR if you kiss me on the chips. That's not okay. Yeah, that's dark. Oh my gosh. We're down the rabbit hole. Take us, Matt, take us back. Christ. Matt! This is, I'm, I'm the one driving the boat. You're the straight man. Yeah. Is there, did, do you see people, like, certainly, I mean, throughout this conversation, even though John played devil's advocate for a second, and, you know, I'm clearly an agitator in my speech sometimes. Um, I can admit that. That's fine. I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. But it's like, um, do do you ever see people pushing back on that, like what what or like see mm-hmm. it maybe online or do you see it like certainly you know, obviously there's only like two people that mm-hmm. work with you at a time so it might be a little trickier to see it in that context but like do you see people like cooks that you might follow online being like this is bad we need things going back to the way they were no. <laughs> 
But no, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. Do it. We're doing it right now to ourselves. We are impeding. What we're, we're like, if if we go back and listen to these past 29 minutes, we just contradicted ourselves a million times. We said, uh, you know, uh, we need change. Uh, you know, the there can't be any more sexual assault. There can't be any more, you know, violence in the kitchen. People need to be motivated differently. But then at the same time, we're also like, yeah, but then we, you, know, you can't have like an HR department telling people they can't swear. You, you, like, we're already impeding ourselves. We're the ones saying, ah, you know, it's uh, otherwise it's just going to be a... Uh, never said that. <laughs> Almost said it. Almost. <laughs> he almost, he almost, almost did. Oh, here we go. Actually. Take it up right. with HR. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> there we go. Okie dokie. You guys have an HR that, the, right? the beauty of HR in such a small restaurant like Matt or I work in is like... It's the owner. And which is... Yes. Yeah, it's very not good. Very not good. Like the one hour lunch breaks, right? Like I think... A one hour lunch. Who like, needs an hour to eat lunch? For me, that feels ridiculous. Yeah. Like four minutes. But I <laughs> you stand let's over go, a garbage let's go, can. Let's go. <laughs> stand over Shovel a couple tacos in your mouth. Call it a day. Get back you, you, to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's your alone time. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, a guy I was working with uh, two days ago about this, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we just started implementing breaks." Um, hmm. and like, I don't even know, this is, um, I'm quoting him. He's like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Like we have two 15 minute breaks in a day. And he's like, I just go into the office and do costing. Cause I like, I like, otherwise I'll just have to like stare at a wall. Cause like, I literally have no idea what to do with a break. It's like you give me 15 minutes and he's I just like shut down. Non-smoker? He's not a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. right. Smoker and find yeah. <laughs> And find real quick ways of dealing with all three of those Right? Or two so, of those breaks. So, so just to speak on that point, um, I think it is, yeah, we should change a lot of things um, But in the in the restaurant industry, but I also think that like things like breaks and stuff like that, that other industries have that are like mandatory and stuff like that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't, like, we're, we think it's ridiculous because we didn't grow up with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and we seems... grew up with people saying like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you yeah exactly. Break. You need but to the, get back to work. But the thing is, though, is that I don't think necessarily that particularly particularly needs to change because, like, I'm super proud of how much I can accomplish in a like three hour span mm-hmm. in a kitchen, yeah. right? I think that All is those first three that, hours of the day when you're just running around like a madman. Yeah, oh, like oh, that is something so that it was instilled in me because I didn't have any breaks. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I became so efficient at what I was doing because of the. You know, for sure, sometimes you're getting screamed at, getting yelled at. But the thing is, is like to me, having a break, like I'm, I'm okay with not having a break. I'm, I'm really okay with like being. Yeah, that's because that's because your brain wants yeah. more of it, wants wants yeah. to work more and more and more and more. I mean, or is that because? I mean, at least that's that's how my brain interprets that. Because I'm like, you know, my fucking addict brain is like, mm-hmm. fucking yeah, yeah, I'll do more. Yeah, yeah. especially like in service. Give me more. Like give me more. More. Yeah. More. More. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a break. Fuck it. Just give me some water. I'll, I'm good with water. Yeah. Isn't that, though, just exactly the same argument as people from the previous generation saying, like, oh, you know, if you work hard when, you'll, when you're young, you'll, you'll appreciate it so much when you're older. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, um, you know, we're not going to pay you anything for the first couple months, but that's just because this is, like, you know, uh, a valuable experience. This is a, uh, yeah, yeah, it, just, yeah. it seems like that kind of old, that same old thinking. Yeah, and, like, I do that, too. an entire season. Right? <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, I think there are lessons to, like, just in yeah. my head right now, There's there are lessons to be learned about, like, this whole, like, uh, culture of, like, not having a break and stuff like that yeah. that teach you things that are valuable to you as a chef, right? right? Like, how to be, like, thinking on your feet in the middle of service, how to, like, be super efficient and do nine things at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things are kind of learned through that, that culture of not having a break, yeah. right? And yeah, to me, that's right. valuable. Yeah. But, like, also, at the same time, to somebody, maybe, you know, if I ever had a cook that, like, literally just asked me, hey, can I have, like, a 15-minute break? I'd say yes. But we still joke about it, right? But yeah, yeah. Chef, are you a five-minute break? Ah, oh, jeez. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's weird. It's so... I do I, I do that shit sometimes, though, where I'm just, like, I'll go into the back room, and I'll just, like, stretch for a couple minutes. Yeah, I try to do that before service, too. Yeah. yeah. Stretch your lower back out, stretch your hamstrings out, because you're going to be standing. Yeah. And that's those are the two that get fucked. Yeah. But anyways. The first uh, kitchen job uh, I had in New York City was at this um, uh, Japanese restaurant uh, near Grand Central. And um, that was maybe the the place where I learned the most, the quickest of any job I've ever had. It was just like an onslaught of, uh, like nobody there spoke English very well. 
It was a crazy menu. Uh, I was the only one that could communicate the dishes to the customers. They put me up at the counter, and I was, like, interacting. I was uh, 21. Um, For the record, John's only 25, so it wasn't that long ago, but... Yeah, so 21, I'm like <laughs> dealing I'm like with customers, you're selling these expensive tasting menus. Uh, and 21 sounds like a dream. I was in charge of the first, like, I was like one, three, and five of a 12-course menu, so the first couple courses. Um, and every day after I sent out my last course number five, you know, there were still, whatever, uh, seven more courses uh, that the customers had to eat, but it wasn't off my station. It wasn't coming out of the counter. It was coming out of the back kitchen. So I would, uh, every day go downstairs in the bathroom, kick off my clogs, sit on the toilet and eat a jelly donut oh, on you, the toilet. You told me about this. Yeah. <laughs> in the filthy staff toilet in the double basement. They had two basements. It was like in the dungeon basement <laughs> and I would just eat like a, a powdered with the lights off. Um, oh, that's kind of nice. Like a little yeah. ASMR experience. Yeah. And just <laughs> <laughs> eating and I had kept that, I had bought that jelly donut from a street vendor every so morning. Is dark. Knowing knowing full well that that was your break. That was my break. And so that was if I consume this before my break, there's something wrong. Yeah, and like I just I, it was always like I was just always in the shits all day. It was always like it I was. need forty minutes yesterday. Like I'm already fucked. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, just you know like nine o'clock. I don't around. miss that feeling. Going to the basement. What being in the shits. Uh, no, 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 just being perpetually in the shits. I don't mind being in the shits for, like, a hot minute. I d- yeah, I don't miss that at all. I don't miss that. <laughs> I had a whole I don't, year And it's that. not necessary. But isn't that the it's same It's not culture? necessary for a restaurant to right? operate in. So if it's not necessary to be in the shits all the time, can't you just squeeze in a 15-minute break for the for the, for the the boys? You know? <laughs> Come on. I love how you say you were <laughs> so timid when you were can't trying to say it. Can't just have a 15-minute break? But, like... <laughs> Can I, like, can I go smoke a cigarette? We've yeah. been good. We yeah, no, cigarette. totally. I think a big thing for me also is, like, I've worked in a lot of restaurants where uh, staff meal is a big thing and sitting down all together as a family right. is a big thing. Where I work right now, that's just kind of not really... Um, not, not that it's not possible. Not it's a very small restaurant, and it's not that it's not possible. Like, we could if we really wanted to, but it's just, like, it's just not really, like, the vibe. We kind of, like, eat together at, this, at the end of the night. But I've, I've worked in restaurants like, you know, Actinolite, shout out to Actinolite, um, and Pearl Morissette, shout out to Pearl Morissette, um, where you would have to push really hard to get ready, to get every, almost everything done, because you would sit down for staff meal for at least 25 minutes. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let you get up from staff meal. Um, to. Yeah. See, that, no matter how in the that happened were. to me one and time at Edgeless. They made me sit down and eat staff meal, and I was like... And then they're screaming you in service because you're not ready. Right, and you're like... Why did you let you me did sit down? Me. You did this to me. <laughs> I would have happily just shoved a bite and then kept yeah, working. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But no, totally they made like... you sit down for twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of thoughtful. Yeah, if you think and about it's it. it's like, nice like because that. it broke up the day, so it's like you know you're pushing you're like pushing from like I don't know noon until three thirty to to get to, and you like scrub down the whole kitchen and then you sit down for staff meal. You have a nice little thing. Uh, look at your Instagram probably because <laughs> you're a loser and then uh, you get back into the kitchen and you have like about an hour and then it's kind of like the push time right before service and that was like kind of nice way to break up the day mm. um, it was nice to have like more of like a family kind of vibe as well mm. but yeah I mean it's different strokes different folks right yeah yeah I mean you say different strokes different folks uh, essentially just, just null and voids everything you just said you're like yeah but like if you don't want to you don't have to yeah <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's kind of fuck man. different chefs are different chefs yeah. yeah I think if we're not willing to make these kinds of um, uh, acknowledgements that like okay yes I have benefited from this extremely difficult maybe morally reprehensible uh, experience there were benefits to it but I'm gonna choose not to you know uh, perpetuate it and I'm going to choose not to mm. continue the cycle mm. because you know although there are these benefits like you know uh, discipline or speed or uh, you know maybe it's it's a, mm. it's a mental state you're trying to strive towards uh, you know the, these are the repercussions and then you know maybe not having breaks also like I don't know maybe not having breaks also increases the likelihood of like Physical violence or or sexual violence towards your staff, right? I would guess probably. Yeah, it doesn't help it. It certainly doesn't help it. (laughs) No, it definitely doesn't help. Like more pent up testosterone. If you were just allowed to go out and do like some kind of like a 
even like we were talking, we've talked before about like Wim Hof and like his breathing techniques and stuff. If yeah. you were like, mm. if you were like mandated to take a 10 minute break and go do like one of those like 30 breath, like yeah. in out things that you just feel better after mm-hmm. there would be, there would be way less violence and way less anger in, in those old, old style kitchens. Like certainly where I work now, I mean, John works by himself, so you can't really. Yeah, I'm yeah, myself in a cupboard. Until, <laughs> until, until a French restaurant opens, he's not going to be working. <laughs> he's not going to be working with many people, right? Yeah. Um, but like where you or I work, it's they're not yelling environments, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not the the chef, the boss, and I have no desire to be. Um, but it's like. How much do you just, like, sometimes you just want to, like, hug the environment you're in because you're just like, I fucking love this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you become like, integral. It, yeah. And I think that's a really good feeling, too. Like, I don't know, do you, when you're working in, in kitchens, do you feel like you're uh, an irreplaceable piece? You're like mm. a, you're, you're a gear that, that, that the machine can't run without? Sometimes, right? Certainly S- sometimes, for sure. A lot of the time, no. <laughs> I, I because like, like there's a gajillion in one fucking. I like that people, feeling right? too. It's I a great feeling. Don't get me wrong. But it's also like it, it. It holds a lot. It holds a lot of weight and it holds a lot of positivity in it for sure. I guess, or maybe you know what? Maybe maybe I should strive to feel that, or I, I could. I should say. I, should. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, I think it's I, just something you have to notice. I like that moment. feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Yeah, I have felt that feeling before. Mm. And do I feel it every single day I'm at work? Yeah, exactly. No. Right, and that's, that's a good silly. Thing. That's some egotistical yeah. fucking. I'm amazing. <laughs> no, but it could also just be like Have you seen you what know, I'm doing over this here. This place like... is fucked without me, right? Which yeah. happens. The problem with that feeling, though, and I love that feeling. Like, that's one of the most rewarding feelings oh, for it's, me. It's is, a fucking. That's that's a fucking feel you know, good like, feeling and a half. Mm-hmm. Right, it's almost as good. But as... that's why we can't have sick days. Yeah, that's why mm. you know when uh, a relative dies. Maybe you make it, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I always prioritize death over right work. <laughs> yeah, try to. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was just thinking about this. Just came into my head was that we were talking about being thankful for things from the past generation. Is that like there's a lot of things that I'm extremely lucky to have experienced um, in the part of the world that I am in. Um, train like the training that I've had is uh, I'm super lucky to have experienced and it could only have happened because of the people that came before me yeah so you know um where I used to work at a place called Shoshin uh, sushi restaurant I was there for about three years and I got to learn a lot of things very quickly very fast that if I was in Japan it would be a very different experience for me um but also the fact that it's in Toronto uh and yeah. I got to receive that training but you know I used to hear stories from Jackie the head chef and he was saying that when he first started working for Seisan, his his sensei, uh, <clears throat> he used to Seisan used to buy in Kohada, like every week. You get like you know five pound bag of Kohada, and nobody in Toronto at that time. That's like you know two thousand and one or something like that. Yeah. Nobody in Toronto so knows. Is that an English firm. English uh, so Kohada is is oh. a very um, gizzard shad. Gizzard shad. It's uh. It's a blue s- silver skin fish. Uh, that's got one tattooed su- on his leg. Yeah, I have one tattooed on my yeah, leg. Because okay. uh, basically in the sushi chef world, it is the kind of ultimate test. So it's basically salted and then it's cut, cut but- or butterfly, sorry, and then salted and then pickled in vinegar. And it's kind of like a very finite kind of thing that you have to really learn with a lot of experience. So it's kind of like if you go to a sushi in Japan, you usually have that. It's usually part of the menu. And um, it kind of is like a way to judge how good the chef is. So it's really important to people who know stuff about sushi, um, but people in Toronto just didn't. And uh, the chef would just buy it in. Like he's like, I don't even sell it. He's like, if I don't sell it, I'm just gonna eat it because he's like, I just need to be continuing this this tradition. Yeah. So he got to Jackie got to start doing that, and then because Jackie worked at this place called Zen Sushi, and then he opened his own restaurant, then I was able to then learn that technique. And this Mm. is like passed down from generation to generation to generation. Something that's like super important to like. And, and, and I know John can, like, relate to this because of where he worked is super historical, right? And it's, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm saying that the old generation is shit and they got to fucking change everything. It, but the thing is, like, yeah, I have so much to so much thanks to give to, to yeah. the people that I've worked for and what they went through so that they could give me the skills and stuff that I mm. now have today. Mm. 
It's a little bit of both. Well, I mean, it's like like any like any conversation that you know. I think you or I have, or you or you even Matt, you and I have, is like. There's nuance. Mm-hmm. There's nuance. There's never going to be a cut and dry black or white answer for something. As much as we want there to be in certain instances, it's never going to be a, well, no, they fucked us. Or, no, nope, they mm-hmm. were the best. Yeah. It's like, no, to, to, to negate the nuance from a previous generation when it comes to food or when it comes to a home life or when mm. it comes to a parent. Like, I mean, I'm, I, you know, on a therapy tip, like I fucking, I've been going through that with my dad. Mm. You know, my, I lost my dad seven plus years ago. Um, and it was like, it, it's important to understand the nuance of someone, anyone is, whether it's someone you love or someone you don't. And I think to have that kind of appreciation for the nuance like you just described is mm. it's powerful. It's very good. Totally. Good man. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Flippin'. Nope. Uh, nope. That thought escaped my head. I literally <laughs> had something. I, I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> nice. Isn't that nice? Uh, I think the greatest to, uh, uh, symbol of appreciation we can give to our our mm. mentors and and these wonderful people who have trained us and and passed on their knowledge and their experience to us is to make twice the positive impact that they made on us. Mm. So if we can if we can double down and you know uh, it's it's never going to be enough, but it'll 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 do. Mm. You know the 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 positivity we can bring to the next generation. Um, no the, doubt, you know, intention. they they will be critical of, of us. But if we can do double what what the last generation did, uh, how do you plan measuring that? Uh, ruler. It's not up to us to. A <laughs> ruler. <laughs> I carry a, a six electric, foot measuring tape with me scale. all the time. Moral compass. <laughs> not a measuring instrument that's just a directional instrument I think it measures something <laughs> what magnets <laughs> Tomas it's magnets you wouldn't understand <laughs> let me explain something to you about magnets sweet right? flying fuck <laughs> okay uh, well have we have we exhausted this topic <laughs> or do we need to throw in some more uh, oh my god I could just start saying racist shit just for sure <laughs> no, no so no. kidding <laughs> so fucking kidding <laughs> So funny. I know. Ask you. Super, super joke. 47 minutes. Such a joke. 48, 48 on the dot. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's close it out with some restaurant shoutouts. Restaurant shoutouts. Mm. Who you got? Go. Uh, really great place just across the way from where I work at Sakai Bar is uh, the Good Fork. That's like one of the best. It's, it's crazy. I've been there. They used to have a location at um, Jane and Bloor. And it's like kind of like a brunch spot with like a mil- Middle Eastern influence. Every time I pass by, I was like, I will never go here. Yeah. And, then and it's a very, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of the, the, the decor was a little bit of a weird vibe. I was not expecting, high, I didn't have high expectations, but I literally have eaten there probably eight times. And I have not had a bad experience, which is like... Nice. Good for I you. cannot say that about uh, a lot of places. Dundas. Dundas and Sheridan. Dundas and Sheridan, good I'm, for you. I'm going. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll look them up. We'll leave that in the description of the show link. Um, John, shout out. Shout out. Who's getting shout out this week? Is it Nova Era Bakery? Nova Era Bakery for all of your... Uh, John loves uh, the one here. John yeah. just crushes natas. I, yeah, those <laughs> Portuguese custard tarts, I, I have inhaled maybe more of those than I've That's taken a breath. John's not shouting at Nova Era, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, go to... I, if, if you live in the West End, like the real West End, uh, go to uh, the, the Bloor and Jane Diner and show nice. them some support. Small, uh, uh, I believe, Greek-owned diner best club sandwich in the city the only thing i've ever ordered there um yeah you know every every small business needs needs a miracle so especially these days yeah okay yeah. Jane Blur diner and club sandwich 
Club Sandwich. Who am I don't, showing don't you? Uh, Tim Hortons. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. LCBO. Tom Norton. <laughs> Tom yeah, Hortons. Yeah, guys, make sure you order all of your wine from the LCBO. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole um, other topic. No, if you're, I mean, because I'm based in the East End, there is a phenomenal spot at Queen of Godby. Super, like, hole-in-the-wall, hot, like, couple of hot table items. This Indian spot called Siddhartha. Um, That's a good book. It, right? Um, uh, I haven't read it yet, but I have heard amazing things. Um, it's a good I book for read. it's. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I was just gonna say it's <laughs> no, a good it's book. Like book I for, only read in Japanese. It's a good book for us because we don't read a lot, and it's like ninety pages or something. Yeah, like yeah. Because <laughs> we don't read a lot. Yeah, we can barely read. Um, yeah, Siddhartha. It's like this little hot tub. You walk in, you get like some rice, some some. Uh, there's like a couple of veggie options, a couple of meat options, and they give you some fresh naan, and it's that sounds so good. Super fire, and it's like dirt cheap. Let's um, go there next time we record at yours. Yeah, hundred percent. Totally should. Yeah. It's fucking. Well, we can we can order from there, right? Because probably can't go. No, there. you walk down. You don't order. Mm. Oh, it's like takeout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, everything is takeout these days, John. Yeah. Have you not Don. heard this thing? It's called a lockdown. I get that oh, like fuck. you aren't affected by it nearly as Here much, but like <laughs> I literally have six bosses. I spend every day traveling <laughs> around <laughs> and dealing it's with lockdowns. Every day. I love you. I love you so much. You know that. I strip down to my tidy whities and I whip myself as, as a reminder of the suffering we all face in the restaurant industry. You know, on that note, um, we love you, Matt. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. I can't take it out of my mind now. Oh, please. Right. <laughs> well, if you guys hang around for another 30 minutes, you never know. <laughs> my uh, thank you so off. much for having me. We love you. He'll be back you many, too. many more times. Yes. Um, we do it. John, I love you. I love you all. I and love you guys. I love everyone listening. We love all of you listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay all the things. And if you want to see that video of me flagellating myself in my yeah. pants, uh, we'll be on Instagram Live later today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye.